Um, Jazz. Um, interim co-assistant producer Jazz. Uh, he interrupts as uh, always. You know, above all about me that I I hate to interrupt. Um, you, you just turned up the TV a lot. Uh, and. I, I I love Hogman's Heroes as much as you do, uh, really. But I'm trying to record a mic test for an upcoming episode of Politics. Um, and I'm finding it difficult. Just difficult. More difficult. I'm finding it more difficult to uh, test the mic successfully and thoroughly with uh, Hogman's Heroes just uh, blaring in the background. Now, I love the wacky adventures of Hogman and his heroes as much as you, as I just previously established. Um, Oh, well, now, okay. I will say, I was starting to get a little bit upset, but every time I hear that uh, Hogman's theme... It really centers me uh, in both the, the really the broader American struggle that Hogman's Heroes points to and to the impish individual triumphs of Hogman himself, Sar- Sergeant Hogman, um, which in in a sense each each individual triumph of Hogman against his Nazi imprisoners is like the triumph of freedom that occurs every day so long as America continues to exist and to thrive. Um, hmm. Hmm. But that said, uh, I really want to make sure we get the levels right, um, that we are able to, again, craft that patented bending politics sound um and so i'm gonna ask you nicely knowing this is uh, if not in spirit at least technically a violation of our agreement as to your uh television privileges which last time i checked uh the three main facets of said agreement are Jazz may watch whatever Jazz wants on our shared television for 14 hours per day. Um, second, Jazz may listen to whatever Jazz wants at whatever volume Jazz pleases for the entirety of the 14 hours per day. And third, uh, Tim S. may not and shall not interrupt at any point during those 14-hour jazz-free TV blocks. So I recognize that right now, as I continue to speak, it is technically and, in fact, directly a violation of that agreement. But that said, 
we have talked about doing politics again since uh, we've been absent for mm, just a little bit, two years. Um, mm. And if we want to do that, we really need to make sure that all the equipment's still working. Uh, that I uh, know how to properly enunciate into the microphone, which you might also know as a mic, if you're into nicknames. Um, and with that in mind, I would ask that you uh, graciously agree to set aside the terms of our agreement as per your television watching habits and allow me to conduct a microphone test mic test with Hogman's Heroes at just a, 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 a lesser volume a, a lower volume if you will I'm not asking for you to turn it off God no I would never ask you to turn off Hogman's Heroes when we're already into uh, you know the part where Hogman starts, starts messing with them, the Nazis. And that's really the, the heart of the show, as far as I'm concerned, is Hogman versus the Nazis. Uh, and, and that's not to dismiss the other characters of Hogman's various imprisoned friends in the prisoner of war camp in which the television sitcom, which is a comedy, is set. Just as a reminder, to you, the politicians, who will never hear this, by the way, because it is a mic test. It shall be recorded, uh, used as reference material, and promptly discarded. And uh, I just want to state that on the record so that there's no confusion should I listen to this later and be tempted to post it online. But yeah, I, w I would hate to stop this in the middle of the show, um, and so I won't. But I will ask you to turn it down uh, a reasonable amount. What, mm, what, mm, what's that? Mm, jazz? Mm? Mm? Sorry, I couldn't quite hear you. Speak up just a little bit. You're willing to turn it down one click. And, and, and now we're talking about one click as in the little um, volume hashes that appear on the television or is it going to be kind of like a, a one click of the remote and I, I realize those probably correspond uh, of course I've never touched the television remote uh, as you've never allowed me to um, which I find a little patronizing but mm. given it that it is in fact a shared television as I stated earlier and as I sometimes try to remind you, but regardless, uh, are we talking one click on the screen or one click of the remote? And, I, and again, those are probably the same thing. I assume that one click on the remote corresponds to a click on the screen. That would just be good TV design, uh, but not a given. So I'd like to establish that beforehand. So one click on the screen. Okay, well, um, that seems like a fair bargain. And so please, uh, verbal handshake since I can't get up in the middle of mic test we agree to these terms and I can see that you're picking up the remote and turning it up several clicks hmm well uh, that was that was unexpected <laughs> uh, mm. you know we just struck a deal and I thought in good faith um, I believed that we were on 
a term of mutual respect on a term on a we're on a uh, a table i believe we're both seated across a table of mutual respect uh the kind of table one would prefer when negotiating terms between equal parties which we are <laughs> clearly um but i see that you have immediately violated the uh what I the, what I believe to be uh, uh, amicably amic, amicably 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 arrived at agreement. So <sighs> I guess I'll just have to go ahead with this mic test and uh, try my best to ignore the POW hijinks of Hogman and his heroes, which continue even louder in the background than before. Ah, uh, well, I'm angry. I'll admit that. Uh, you might not hear it in my voice because I like to, to uh, take my anger, especially when it comes from uh, personal disagreements, and just push it way down. Just push it all, all the way down. Um, and when I say that, I don't mean uh, t towards the anus because I feel like that would be too far down. I'm thinking more about uh, kind of the midpoint of the gut. Um, if you can... Uh, you know, last time you had an upset tummy, think of that, um, and you know that that kind of grumbly point, uh, kind of in the below the stomach and above uh, the mm, sensitive parts of one's body, kind of right there. Just sort of like, mm, you know, it's like a, a hot coal that's always burning, and every time. Uh, the, a conflict happens, it just burns a little bit brighter and hurts a little more. And I refuse to ever do anything about it. Uh, because I feel like that would take... Um, Herculean strength that I do not possess. So that said, um... Hmm. Uh, so that said, um, I will just simply live with that pain always and uh, bear it as it grows uh, greater and stronger and hotter and uh, continue recording this mic test despite my uh, sublimated fury at Jazz. Um, and Jazz, I realize you can hear me as I say this, but I am not speaking to you because... Um, we are no longer on speaking terms. That's the last, I did say that to you. That piece I said directly to you, and now we are finished, as of the end of this sentence, being on speaking terms, which will conclude when I stop talking very soon. Get ready. If you want to say anything else, you better get it in now because the sentence is almost done and it's finished right now. So, um, hmm. I really wish that, you know, uh, Someone could hear this. Actually, I feel like I feel like there's something going on in this mic test, uh, something that's really important for understanding me, uh, Tim S, the former host and um, impressor. Is that a word? I don't know. Of politics, uh, your guide through the jungle of um, your your. Oh my! Wow! I've forgotten the thing. Oh. Oof. That's a rotten feeling. It's like, 
I only have so many things that belong to me, and and that thing I say at the beginning of every episode of politics, it's like one of my few possessions, really. Uh, that that uh, no one can take away from me. But in fact, I have taken it away from myself by virtue of uh, not listening to an old episode before recording this. So uh, let me try it again and see if it comes back. Uh, okay, starting over. A reminder of who Tim S is. Tim S is the host of Politics, which is the most hard-hitting podcast on the internet uh, and I will be your host and your guide through the jungle of American politic po- poli- oh oh god no it's good it's fine oh it's fine this is just look this is just part of the process uh, this is never gonna go out and be heard by anyone so really this is a good space to just uh, play around uh, try out new words new ideas I'm gonna stick with new words I don't have any new ideas but I can try out some words that I'm pretty sure have never been said before on politics and uh, no one will be able to judge except for uh, interim co-assistant producer slash intern jazz who is listening I assume even though we are no longer in speaking terms so I'm gonna try out some words that I don't think have been said on politics for the purposes of seeing how they sound on a recording. Hmm. Esophagus. Parasitical. MapQuest. Jacobin. Magazine. They haven't talked about that before, because it's scary and socialist, I guess, kind of. Um, Memorial Highway. Cigar box. So those are just a few words and terms that uh, I can say with some confidence have not been stated before on this program. Um, and so, in doing so, I have uh, provided new and unique uh, ways to evaluate the quality of this audio recording, which, once again, is only for reference purposes for the production staff of Politics and shall never be released to the public in any form, no matter how much money or violence someone tries to throw at me. It would be weird if it was a combination of money and violence. Is uh, like a sort of like, shit, post, post the mic test, or I'm gonna punch you in the face and give you a hundred dollars. Um, oh, that would be a that'd be a real tough uh choice because a hundred smackaroos sounds real good right now. Uh, oh, that would that would really uh help us restock on mic cleaner and. Mm, Cables and stuff. Uh, so yeah, I I feel like we've probably uh, satisfied the requirements of a microphone test. Um, it, it, I guess it's a problem that only I have been talking since this new season 
slash round. It's a round. It's a round of politics. Um, I remembered that after I said it wrong, which is kind of how mistakes work in general, the verbal ones. Uh, this round of politics will likely feature other people um, against my better judgment, as well as uh, listener feedback. Um, and again, both of these things, even saying them out loud, not even yet experiencing them, make me incredibly uncomfortable. Uh, I don't love the idea of hearing other people on this program since, you know, uh, it's kind of my, it's my thing. And I'm, I'm, I'm in charge of it. Um, but uh, having talked to now dead to me interim co-assistant producer slash intern Jazz and Billy, uh, who is still absent, but here in spirit. Um, and, you know, I communicated with his spirit, as we do. Uh, as has been established in previous rounds of politics, I can communicate with Jazz and Billy uh, psychically in, in times of great stress or a great relaxment. Those are really the two times when I can uh, uh, flip the psychic switch and directly commune with the uh, subconsciousnesses of Jazz and Billy. Uh, just for, you know, that's a, a reminder. I'm sure you all know that, and I apologize if that's uh, patronizing. Second time I've used the word patronizing on this show, I believe. Um, hmm. You know what that indicates? Probably nothing. Uh, and I also apologize for calling this a show since this is not for public consumption and shall be uh, stored as reference material indefinitely should we decide to go forward with the proposed round seven of politics. Um, so that said, I feel like we have uh, enough content here to make a proper objective evaluation of the current audio setup. And um, I will conclude and therefore let Jazz, dead to me, uh, continue watching their favorite program as it approaches the uh, climax of Hogman pulling the wool over some Nazi guy's eyes. Uh, and then I think what we'll do is Jazz and I will watch the, the program uh, separately and in cold, stony silence. And um, we'll probably never talk again mm, because that's how deep the hurt is. But at the very least, we have uh, successfully produced another mic test uh, that can be used to make more politics. So get ready to enjoy that. Nobody. Oh. Uh.
A uh, jazz. Ja- jazz. Um. <laughs> hate to interrupt uh, again. And first off, b- uh, understanding that I am now mid-interruption. Um, I apologize uh, for the obviously intentional second interruption, which is, of course, uh the middle of, hopefully the end of, close to. Um, but I have to interrupt. Uh, um, Robert J. Morris in Milwaukee. A major in German intelligence? We can't talk now, Hogan. I enjoy uh, your devotion to this deep reading of Hogman's Heroes. Mm. And in and, and some level, I'm proud and honored to partake of it with you. Um, this is, by my account, the eighth time tonight that we have watched this particular episode of Hogman's Heroes, which, uh, as you kindly announce at the beginning of every episode, um, by which I mean the beginning of every uh, repeat of this episode, is the 11th episode of the fourth season of Hogman's Heroes, entitled Bad Day in Berlin. Um, and, you know, as of this moment, uh, 13 viewings in, I will admit that I do feel intimately acquainted with this episode of Hogman's Heroes. Uh, with the various predilections and inclinations of the characters in the show. Uh, On some level, I even feel a bit of empathy with the Nazi villains of the piece. Um, (laughs) In in a way, aren't they just uh, people like you and I trying to make it through the day, uh, being in charge of a prisoner of war camp in a state that uh, massacres people, which is something that we all choose to forget or compartmentalize in the viewing of an episode of Hogman's Heroes, the classic 1960s television sitcom, which is a comedy that you're supposed to laugh at. Um, and so I, I'm not so much protesting your dedication to the show or your uh, clear intention to understand this particular episode of Hogman's Heroes on a deeper level. Um, On a level that presumably requires watching this episode 15 times in a row. In a way that um, almost makes it into an experience detached from meaning. Uh, It's just almost a, 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 a thing that is a bunch of uh, images and sounds that one experiences separately um, in an almost animal way, as if one is a uh, newborn kitten placed in front of a television, just uh, not grasping any of the, the flickering 
images and noises placed in front of you, simply taking them in, uh, terrified and overwhelmed and um, with all one's tiny kitten nerves in one's adorable kitten brain, just just flicking, flicking and flickering um, at Hogman's Heroes, as one does when one's a kitten watching a show about Nazis. But I, mm, I understand, again, as we've discussed before, this is your uh, jazz-free TV block, and that means I should not be speaking during it or even speaking at all or making any noise or uh, uh, getting up or moving, since all of these things could be considered distracting to you. As per your interpretation of our agreement, wherein you can watch 14 hours of television a day, uninterrupted. Um, and I, I, I recognize that, uh, and I know we've spoken of this very recently, um, I believe today, although <laughs> I will admit my uh, perception of time has been altered by uh, this particular repetitious viewing uh, block, which... You know, again, I <laughs> I recognize uh, is likely a part of some very important social experiment that you are undergoing. It's still driving me a little crazy, and uh, I've been trying to sleep for the last two hours. Um, we share a studio apartment, which means that my bed is in the same room as our shared television. Uh, and so... It's difficult for me to ignore. Even as I sort of absorb this episode into my soul, which is not intentional. It's just when you watch the same episode of television 18 times in a row, um, it takes on a kind of religious meaning. It's almost like uh, <laughs> the gospel that one's childhood minister reads prior to... Uh, his sermon or her sermon I suppose uh, being that these are modern times after all um, it's 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 a bit of text that uh, points to a kind of hmm, deeper meaning beneath the daily conscious experience uh, something that only could be transcribed and described by a god or godlike figure um, and, and now this episode of Hogman's Heroes, uh, episode 11 of season four, entitled Bad Day in Berlin, has taken on that meaning to me. Now, if you ask me what is happening in this episode, uh, beyond Hogman running around with his prisoner of war friends, uh, trying to stick it to the Nazi guys in charge, either because of a slight inconvenience or for some principled reason. And I feel like that uh, varies a lot from moment to moment in Hogman's Heroes. Either it's something silly or it's something uh, kind of serious that is dressed up in silly terms. Um, it's, it's almost as if by producing this show, Americans were trying to uh, 
uh, process their extreme stress and grief about World War II, but not in a straightforward way, and instead by creating a batshit crazy show where they have fun times with Nazis around in a, a horrific camp. Um, and I can't stress enough how accurate the things I'm saying about this show are to my best intentions. Um, hmm. Hmm. So, as I lay my head down in my Betty Bye in our shared space, which is our studio apartment that includes uh, Podetix's reconstructed studio, along with our shared television set, uh, which does feature Roku, and that's nice. It is nice to have the option of, you know, just a single remote that has Netflix and Hulu um, and Amazon and the other guys, the lesser streaming dudes, all in one place. So I can click without getting confused. And, uh, well, that's all hypothetical, obviously, since I never actually get to touch the remote. So I'm just kind of imagining what I think a television remote would look like um, one day when I'm awake and it's not Jazz's TV block, I'll get to watch shows of my own and uh, giggle at SpongeBob SquarePants or maybe like mm, a G.I. Joe or a C-SPAN. And I don't know why I'd giggle at C-SPAN other than sometimes a congressman says a joke and... Oh, that's the kind of thing that us lovers of politics really cotton to. When a congressman says a joke during the middle of his speech and you're not expecting it, that's like uh, it's like stumbling upon a diamond in the desert when you're starving to death. And you know you'll still die, but at the very least, you found a shiny rock.